big city of dreams And everything in New York ain't always what it seems You might get fooled if you come from out of town But I'm down by law and I know my way around Too much, too many people, too much <laughs> Too much, too many people, too much <laughs> A castle in the sky, one mile high Built to shelter the rich and greedy Rose of eyes, disguised as windows Looking down on the poor and the needy Miles of Just to get by I'm living in a land of plenty and many But I'm damn sure poor And I don't know why Too much Too many people Too much Too much Too many people Too much A man's on a ledge Says he's gonna jump People gather around Said he won't He's just a chump Cause he lost his job Then he got robbed His mortgage is due And his marriage is through He says he ain't gonna pay No child support Because the bitch left him Without a second thought He got nothing to eat No shoes on his feet She even left his clothes Out in the street He keeps hearing noises When he's at home He always hears voices When he's all alone His wife took the kids The car and the crib In this man's world So much for women's lives New York, New York Big city of dreams But everything in New York Ain't all Always what it seems. You might get fooled if you come from out of town, but I'm down by law and I know my way around. Down in the village, you might think I'm silly, but you can't tell the women from the men sometimes. They are sugar and spice and everything nice. Yo, what's going on? I know, I know, I know. It's 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 Wednesday. I'm not supposed to be on, but guess what? We in the building. After further review, 2.0, aka the Sideline Pass, is in the house. Yes. The mayor is in your eardrum right now. About to give you some some sports talk, man, for a few, man. We in the building, man. Last night, um, I was at the Yankee game, so I didn't get a chance to do what I do on Tuesday nights. But um, we in the building, man. We you know we ain't gonna let you down. We we here on hump day. We gonna get you over the hump like uh George Clinton in Parliament. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Mike is holding you down. My man Mike Summers is holding me down. Appreciate you. Black or Bob is in the building somewhere. I think he's making pretzels or something. He's in the building. He's around here somewhere. So shout out to Black or Bob. Um, it's raining. It was supposed to have Game Four of the American League Division Champion American League um, Championship, Championship Series, series. tonight. Yes, sir. American League Championship Series tonight. Um, but uh, it was rained out. Game Four will be tomorrow. We're getting to the nuts and bolts of that. Um, shout out to the Washington Nationals. They uh, advanced to the World Series for the first time they, uh, in that franchise history. Shout out to the Montreal Expos, too, man. You know what I mean? Shout out to them because, I mean, you know, they was, you know, 94. I know that's probably still painful for a lot of people. You know what I mean? That was a season where um, the strike, you know what I mean? Um, there was no World Series in 1994. Um, the Montreal Expos and the New York Yankees were the two best teams of baseball at that time. But, um, you know. Everything happens for a reason, man. And shout out to the Washington Nationals. They definitely deserve it. Um, NBA will be popping off um, next Tuesday night. We're going to definitely talk about that. We're going to talk about some college football. We're going to talk about some NHL. And um, we're going to touch on, on some other things, man. So so rock out with me, man. We're going to do what we do. Uh, we're in the building. 954-246-0398 is the math. If you want to chime in, you want to chop it up. And um, we're here, man. So... Um, let's rock out. Let's make it do what it do. And um, I guess we're gonna start with baseball, man. Since, since that's the that's 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 the hot topic right now. Baseball's in the building. We're in the championship series mode. Um, again, shout out to the Washington Nationals, man. I think that um, 
they did what they had to do. Before the season started, a lot of people talked about how the Nationals were going to, you know, do some things because of that pitching that they had. And I think that, um, you know, all that came to pass. You know, uh, Max Scherzer, um, Patrick Corbin, who pitched last night, and um, um, who am I? Who am I missing? I'm missing Scherzer, Corbin, and who am I? Oh, Strasburg. So, again, um, the Nationals, you know, um, did their thing. Howie Kendrick was the MVP. Shout out to him. And um, they just did it, you know, every way you could do it. You know, they beat a, a, a St. Louis Cardinals team that I don't know if they left their um, their bats, you know, in St. Louis or Atlanta or whatever the case may be, but they did not show up in this series at all, you know. And um, I'm not taking nothing away from what the Nationals did, um, but I, I really expected um, that series to, to go at least six or seven games, but oh well. Um, what can you say, man? The Washington Nationals, you know, um, are, are in the World Series. I'm not going to bring up the fact that, you know, um, they did it after Bryce Harper left, you know, and I think that speaks to that whole situation a little bit. I was talking about that last night at the, at the game last night. So, well, the, the Cardinals are going, you know, uh, I mean, the Nationals are, are in the World Series without, you know, Bryce Harper, you know, and, and, and the Phillies didn't even make the playoffs, but I don't want to dwell on that too long. But um, it's all about the Nationals, man. They're trying to turn themselves into the city of champions right now. Shout out to the Washington Mystics, WNBA champs. You know what I mean? Um, the Washington, was what it, the, the, the Vipers or, or, or something like that, the Arena Football League, they're the champions. So Washington, D.C. is getting they, get their championship on, and I'm not mad at them, man. So it's well-deserved. Um, you know, if only the Wizards could do some things, because the Capitals had a championship a couple of years back. So everybody's, you know, representing for the um, the city of Washington, D.C. So it is what it is. It's turned into a sports town all of a sudden. Um, and, and let's not forget, I, I Mayor, let's, let's not forget, Mayor, the Washington Valor, the Arena Football League. They won the Arena Bowl uh, yeah, last year, not this Valor, year, but last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and, last year, the Washington Valor. So. And what about um, what about the Washington Mystics winning the WNBA title? We'll talk about that later. But, yeah, uh, that. Talk, yeah, yeah wow. I, I mentioned that. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, I, yeah, it's 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 like, you know, every you know, it seems right now these cities, you know, they they don't just win a championship; they win, you know, uh, you know, numerous championships in the same season in different leagues. You know, I remember like the first time I actually can remember that was um, I think it was '79, and the Pirates won the World Series, the Steelers won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? City of champions. But since then, it's been you know, you go like to '86. You know what I mean? Um, when the Mets won the World Series, and I think it was uh, 86, 86, 86. Somebody won. Somebody else won in 86, too. But, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's really good. 94, um, the Rangers won. The Knicks was in, 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 in the um, NBA Finals. They didn't win, but they were in the Finals. So, again, man, um, you know, these, these, these cities are, are coming up as far as championships are concerned, and it's good to see the wealth spread around a little bit. You know what I mean? People are tired of seeing the same teams and same cities win championships so um again shout out to 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 the washington nationals man um howie kendrick you know been around a long time you know um he was injured came back did his thing you know he was on a couple of those angels squads you know he was on a recent dodgers team but now you know he did his thing for the nationals he tore st louis up he tore st louis up and as he should you know 
Um, and the Washington Nationals, man, first time, what, since 1933? <clears throat> They're in the World Series, man. So Washington is going to be heist and charged. Um, I know some people out there, um, and, you know, I, you know, it feels good for them to, to do their thing finally. And, uh, they've got a team. You know, the, the Ryan Zimmerman's of the world, Trey Turner, you know what I mean? Those guys, um, you know, outside of the pitching. But the, um, easy answer, the series why you know why Washington won because you know I, it looks like they were just a much better team than St. Louis you know um, you know Patrick Corbin on the mounds and you're down by seven runs and you got Sean Doolittle and Daniel Hudson in the bullpen it's not likely it's not likely that you're going to come out with a win so and that's and that's exactly what happened um Again, you know, Cardinals manager Mike Schilt, he did, you know, some things, man, that kind of like have you scratching your head. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's his team. The errors didn't help. Colton Wong, with his error at second base, he couldn't handle the throw by Tommy Edmond at second base, trying to get it out. And then um, there was a miscommunication in the outfield that should have definitely been an out. That, I think that would have ended the inning. But it fell and it made it three to nothing. Then, you know, Neon Gomes followed with an RBI single, two RBI single, made a five nothing. And then Trey Turner added two more later with a single. And that was kind of all she wrote. Um, why did St. Louis Cardinals lost? I mean, they had all, yeah, their offense had been a problem all series. Um, and they, you know, they did not rallies, you know, and which was kind of reminiscent of the, the World Series a few years back when they had, you know, down to the last strike against the Texas Rangers. And they came back and won. But um, I think that the Washington Nationals were just really, you know, um, too much for them. You know, you could say that the turning point was when Colton Wong dropped that ball at second base and then the miscommunication in right field. So that was just like it was just whatever could go wrong did go wrong. You know what I mean? So um, did the St. Louis Cardinals have a decent season? Yes, they did. You know, in that big acquisition, Paul Goldschmidt, he did not show up at all. And I think that, you know, that might have been one of the, you know, one of the situations or one of the problems for them. Um, but enough about that. You know, the Washington Nationals don't play again until next Tuesday night. So we got a big show next Tuesday. You already know what it is. Opening night of the NBA season, game one of the World Series. So it's going it's to be crazy. Um, some might think that that layoff might be bad and it gets them out of rhythm. But um, I took some notes and we got a couple of examples of when, you know, having time off wasn't such a bad thing. And if you remember last year, the Boston Red Sox, they had four days off before the World Series where they played the Dodgers, okay? Um, 2005, um, Chicago White Sox, they had five days off. And I think that was the, the World Series they played the Houston Astros. They swept them. 2001, Arizona Diamondbacks, that's a, that World Series pains me. They had five days off before game one against the Yankees. The Yankees should have won that World Series in seven games, but oh well. And um, the 1995 Atlanta Braves, they had six days off. And they wanted to know, I think they beat Cleveland. So, I mean, there's examples of teams falling, you know, on their face after a long break, too. But I don't think it really, you know, um, you know, equates to or has any correlation to a, a, a bad performance. Um we're going to talk about the Nationals for a minute, man, So, because they're the National League team. Um, 
you know, going into the World Series. So we'll talk about them a little bit before. Um, this is our last show before the World Series. So let's talk about the Nationals. Um, Steven Strasburg, he led the league with 209 innings pitched. He threw three innings of relief in the wild card game. All right. He came on short rest in game two of the division series. And then he started game five of the, of the division series. All right. Um, he took seven innings and threw 117 pitches in game three of the championship series. He's going to probably pitch twice in the World Series and probably again in relief. Okay. If, if, if he's needed, if the series is going, you know, six, game six, game seven, if they need Strasburg for a batter or two, he, I don't, I don't see why, um, they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't go to him. And I remember when they did that in 2000, what was it, 2001? When um, the Diamondbacks had uh, Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling had Randy Johnson come out of the bullpen. So, I mean, if you got it, use it. You know, uh, Max Scherzer, he didn't really, he didn't, he didn't pitch a full season this year because he was hurt. But um, he did go five innings in the wild card game. Um, he, he threw um, 14 pitches in game two. Um, he did his thing in game four in the division series. He threw 101 pitches and in seven innings in the championship series game two. And he's another one that's going to get two starts, possibly, and some relief work if, if, if that's what it takes. Patrick Corbin, he's also probably going to get the ball twice. So you're looking at Strasburg twice, Scherzer twice, and Corbin twice. And I didn't even mention Annabelle Sanchez. Okay. He he really really I think set it off man but for his game one um, championship series start he was really really good you know what I mean um, and and he was on a lot of rest for his start and he really did well so he'll have a lot of rest again um, Sean Doolittle okay he's been in six of the Nationals nine games since the wild card okay um, pitching more than an inning three of the six times and he'll probably try to you know try to see if he can get some rest, and um, it, it, it'll, it'll work for him if he can get some rest. If, these, if those starters can, you know, go six, seven innings and, um, you know, with, 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 with a nice situation going on, they won't necessarily need uh, Sean Doolittle. Um, Daniel Hudson, he appeared in six of the ten playoff games so far. All right, he threw 26 uh, pitches in game four, didn't really have his uh, best control, but it is what it is. The Nationals in the World Series. And you're not. So that, that, that's the name of that tune right there. Um, moving over to the American League Championship Series, man. My Yankees, yo. We're just, you know, um, a day late and a dollar short. That's what they used to say. You're not really getting the, the, the brakes beaten off you by the Houston Astros. You're just not hitting. You got a lineup. Why aren't you hitting? Because it's not like the Astros are killing you. You know what I mean? The back-to-back home runs, notwithstanding, by um, Altuve and Reddick against uh, Severino last night. And, and I was in the building last night for that. It was crazy. Uh, the um, Bleacher Creatures, shout-out to the Bleacher Creatures, Section 203, Yankee Stadium. Shout-out to them. It's a wild scene. And I'll say this. Do not come to Yankee Stadium with a visitor's jersey on. It's not a good look. And, the, and, and, yes, the Bronx is still the Bronx. Don't get it twisted. The Bronx is still the Bronx. And I saw this, I, and, and I'm going to say this, man, because this is this is the show, Exactly for the Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. We don't 
Um, we don't pull no, 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 uh, punches over here. I saw this lady get roughed up last night. She had on an Astro jersey. And, and they don't, nope, they don't discriminate. They do not discriminate over there. 100, 161st of River Avenue. They do not discriminate over there. It's crazy. So again, you know, before the game it was in McDonald's, it was a McDonald's right across the street from Yankee Stadium. And, um, it was about to go down in there with the Astros fans. And, of course, they were talking. I'm not mad at them. That's what you're supposed to do. Represent your team. But the Bronx is a different animal, yo. You know what I mean? Unless you can, unless you got people with you and you can hold that conversation down, I, I, I advise against it. Because it, 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 it could really be bad for you. But it is what it is. We won't dwell on that. Um, tonight was supposed to be game four. I and it's uh, it's rain it's rained out. They knew that was coming last night. Um, and basically, what a rain out for tonight's game four means is basically um, everybody gets an extra day of rest. That's basically what it means, you know. Um, game four is going to be um, it's tomorrow. Game four is going to be tomorrow. Um, and uh, uh, Tanaka is going to pitch. Um, and game five will be Friday night. So now it's only one, se- one series to worry about now. They're, um, gonna move the, um, game five from a four o'clock start, afternoon start to eight o'clock. So it is what it is, man. So the Yankees just have to hit, man. They're getting decent pitching, you know, as much as, you know, you could do against that Astros lineup. That Astros lineup is a beast, you know, um, you know, I think that, you know, we're worried about more about the bullpen scenarios than um, really the starters. But to me, that, that's much to do about nothing. That's what you get paid for. You know what I mean? So if you can't pitch an uh, uh, inning or face two or three batters, then what good are you? Well, what are you, what are you doing? Just collecting money? Because that's your job. You can't control the weather. I get it. You can't control the weather. But I'm trying to tell you now, don't beat me in the head with this, oh, I need an extra day of rest or I pitched uh, 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 two innings on Wednesday so I can't face one batter on Thursday. That's, that, that's nonsensical to me because you have no problem taking that check and going to, and, and going to the bank and depositing that check. No problem. And, and I'm going to do from a, from a place that really don't cater to excuses too well. I don't really do excuses. You know what I'm saying? So I just think we need to hit. Um, you know, the Aaron Judges of the world need to show up. You know, Didi Gregorius, those guys need to show up. And that's basically it. We could beat the Houston Astros. We could beat them. And, 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 we'll, and we'll leave it like that. Um, I think, you know, um, these back-to-back-to-back games, they do that during the season. So I don't see what the big difference is in the postseason. Sometimes they have to play a week straight, seven games, back to back to back to back to back to back. So what's so hard about doing it in the postseason? I don't get it. And and, they're making a big deal about it. I mean, you know, I I just think that, you know, if you want to get some work in, take advantage of this day off, throw a bullpen session. Go down there and and hit the batting cage if you want to – Still, you know, stay warm. You don't want to get cold. You know what I mean? Um, the Yankees really don't have starters who could chew up innings like the Houston Astros. 
Astros come at you with Verlander, Cole, um, Zach Greinke, you know what I mean? And, and then, you know, what they have um, on the back end in their bullpen. So, I mean, now, you know, um, the rainout is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse. You know what I mean? Both teams, you know, have given um, additional flexibility now with their rotation. That flexibility didn't exist um, uh, before, but it also might complicate things. So you got to give the gig, you know, you're taking the receive. So it is what it is, but the Yankees are down two games to one. So they have, you know, bigger things to worry about. You know, I think that they must win game four. They must win tomorrow. All right. And um, it, it'll be good if you could win on Friday night. Go back to Houston, up up 3-2. So put the pressure on the Astros. Um, I think as soon as game two was over, when uh, Correa hit the walk-off home run in the 11th inning, you know, it put the series back on level ground. If the Yankees would have came back to New York up 2-0, it'd be a different story. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. But um. You know, that's the series. Hello? All right. Um, the series is, is two to one, uh, Houston. We're going to take a pause because we come back, man. We're going to make it do what it do. This is after further review 2.0, aka the sideline pass, the hook day edition. If you're looking for action packed classic fun, look no further. In old time radio adventures, you've come to the right place. This is one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Boom, we're back in the building, man. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the Starline Pass. Did you miss me? We're back in the house, man. Shout out to my man Mike Summers for holding me down and all that. Black of Bob is in the building. This is um, actually VR Network, man, powered by Spreaker.com and all that good stuff, man. You can get at me on Twitter if you got any questions about sports or whatever you want to talk about at RMDesk. Um, I got a podcast called What's Left. That's on um, Anchor.fm. You can get at me on on on, on my podcast. Um, no knockoffs radio, man. Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch me over there. Uh, I just dropped off my um, ESPN article at validatedmagazine.online. You can catch up with me over there. I'm doing a lot of things, man, so I appreciate the support. Get at me. Let me know, you know what you think, good, bad, or indifferent. All right? Um, NFL, man. Jalen Ramsey finally got out of Jacksonville. And Eureka, it's a miracle. His back is not hurting anymore. It's a miracle. Um, that was a situation that I'm glad that it took care of itself. You know, shout out to Jalen Ramsey. Um, but I think that the Rams are not that good. I've been saying this for the last uh, year, maybe two years. Ever since the game that they had, the home playoff game against the Eagles, a couple of years ago when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, that's when everybody was first on the Rams. 
that's when everybody was on the Rams. The Rams had the whole playoff game. It was all set up for them. They couldn't get it done. And I think that was the beginning and the end. Jared Goff was really, really ordinary. Todd Gurley was hurt. All of a sudden, you know, the Rams and his big offensive juggernaut and defense was, you know, supposed to be the truth. I never liked Marcus Peters. I think Marcus Peters is a bum. They hurried up and traded Marcus Peters to the Baltimore Ravens. They got, they got him out of here. Even though their other corner, Akib Talib, is on injured reserve, they went out and snatched up Jalen Ramsey for a bunch of draft picks. The Rams are not going to have a first-round first draft pick for the next five years. Will it be worth it? Who knows? But where the Rams are right now, they're just another ordinary, uh, uh, ordinary team. They let the 49ers come in there and give it to them. And I think the Rams are going, you know, I, you know, nine and seven, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, um, a lot of these teams, man, um, that was supposed to be, you know, uh, you know, good teams or great teams or whatever. The Cowboys are three and three. So, I mean, that tells you, you know, all you need to know. Right there, the Cowboys are three and three. You know, Kansas City's going through it. You know, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these teams, man, are, are, are not running away with it. You know, except for if you want to talk about, you know, the New England Patriots, they're undefeated. The 49ers are undefeated, you know. So, again, man, um, you know, it, it, it's what you like. You pick what you like. But enough about that. I'm going to get on my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We were out in London. We played the Carolina Panthers. Carolina has the backup quarterback in Kyle Allen. My Buccaneers have the starting quarterback in Jameis Winston. <sighs> Jameis Winston is garbage. I know, I know, I know. I said, I, I sat here on this, on this very, this, this show right here, and I told Wacko Bob and Sonny Cruz and whoever would listen that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to take Jameis Winston number one. And Tampa Bay took Jameis Winston at number one. I was, I, I was happy, you know, but the focus was on, you know, all the off-the-field off the stuff. All right. Fast forward to 2019. Jameis Winston has a problem trying to play hero ball. He wants to be the hero. Okay? This, we've been dealing with this now for four years. Bruce Arians, he got the job as a Buccaneers head coach. I, was, I wasn't really thrilled with that, but everybody was beating me in the head with, yo, you know, he knows Jameis Winston. He's going to get Jameis Winston's mind right and this and that. And he, you know, worked with Jameis Winston when Winston was a youngster and this and that. I said, okay, we'll see. Because to me, the only problem Jameis Winston has is getting rid of the ball. He wants to hold on to the ball and hold on to the ball and hold on to the ball till either he fumbles it, throws the interception in desperation, or, as with evidence on Sunday, he'll just throw an interception for nothing. He threw one straight to Luke Keekley. I, I'm, I, I mean, I try to rock with him and work out with him and stuff like that, but it's not working. I, I, I don't need Jameis Winston on my team no more. I, I, I hate to say it like that because I'm a proponent of Jameis Winston. I like Jameis Winston. But it's, excuse time is dead. Excuse time is over. 
five turnovers, yo. And that's not the first time he did that. Five turnovers? I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I just, I, I just, you know, it just frustrates me to no end that, you know, you see these guys that come to, to the league after you, you know what I mean? Or might not even have as you know much notoriety as you did coming into the league. They're doing way better than you. And, and to me, that that makes no. Jerry Goff been to a Super Bowl. Marcus Mariota won playoff games on the road. Now he's on the bench. Shout out to Ryan Tannehill. So I mean, you know, what are you? What what are we doing here? So you're a quarterback. You touch the ball every play. The ball goes through you. You practice all week long. You watch film. Why can't you get it right? And I say that to say this. You know, even, you know, as, as well as Patrick Mahomes has played, you know, his, his, his stats are going down. Okay? But he's hurt. He's playing on a bad ankle. You know what I mean? But you look at the Kansas City Chiefs. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather be the Chiefs right now. You know, look at teams like the Cowboys, Dak Prescott. Teams like the Giants, even with Daniel Jones. You know what I mean? I'm hearing that Alex Smith is throwing the ball. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford. Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, who I think right now is is is, is the best quarterback in the, in the NFL right now. You can tell you can talk about Tom Brady all you want. Tom Brady's a given. Give me Russell Wilson. I mean, for for what it's worth, man. You know, I, I'd rather if I had a do over. You know, and knowing what I know now, I might say Mariota. Give me Mariota, but he's he's hitting he's hitting on some hard times too right now, so he's on the bench. So I mean, what do you do, man? What do you do? I, I've been a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan since 1976, and that's my team, and I'm not giving them up. So I feel entitled and justified to be able to talk my to talk how I want to talk it. And if you feel a way about it then so be it. I'm not switching my teams like these, these weirdos do. I'll take the slings and arrows being a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. That's my team. But when you, you know, when you turn the ball over five times, there's no excuses for that. There's no excuses at all for that. When you turn the ball over five times, you know, and I don't really know what to tell you, you know. But um, Jameis Winston, this has to kind of like do some some, some soul searching.
Yo. Yo. Yeah, I'm here. What happened? I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay, I found, I just saw something here. He said, go ahead. He had he had to keep the show going. He had to go to the doctor's office. I don't know how that happened. Oh, 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 oh,
Uh, I hope you don't have this problem on Sunday, Mike, when you have to produce Chuck and Cat. I'm gonna. I got a job. I got a weekend job now. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got to get just so I get some extra money coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's how that that's how that one played out. And mm-hmm. Abby's on with us here too. Who? Abby. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Say hi. Hi, guys. Oh, there's Mike. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Mike's with me. Mike's with Mike's with I heard you guys hear me. Yeah, well, you sound a little distorted, but we hear you. I got commercials playing. He lost the sound. He lost the sound and whatnot, so... Basically, uh, right now, until you get back, I'm uh, doing a pre-record, which will be no problem. We could easily play this on Thursday, so so you, you you'll know how to piece it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike knows how to put it together to where there's no flaws, so that's good. Watching my Knicks right now. That's Knicks. Knicks rule. there. in the green room there. Yo! 
Oh my gosh, Mayor, that's great. Ah, the Digipodia led onside. Going live in five, four, three, two, one. You're on the air. Boom, we're back in the building, man. What's going on? We're here after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Got the mirror in the house. Wacko Bob is holding me down as he should. You know what I mean? We're doing what we do, man. It's a hump day, man, and uh, we're going to get you over the hump. You know what I'm saying? Um, we talked a little bit about what was going on as far as the NFL is concerned. Teams that, um, you know, we thought were going to do some things, but not, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing right now with the trade deadline coming up. We saw that the um, the um, Jacksonville Jaguars traded Jalen Ramsey to the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams traded Marcus Peters to the Baltimore Ravens for a whole bunch of draft picks. And um, again, man, to me, it is what it is. These teams aren't performing the way that you thought they would. You know, look at the Cowboys. They're three and three. You know, they beat up on, you know, the, the Giants, the Dolphins, and and. and and now, you know, they play three good teams, the Saints, the, 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 they played the Saints, they played the Packers, and they lost to the Jets. So it is what it is. Does that say more about the Jets or does it say more about the Cowboys, where they are? Um, continuing on with our um, trade deadline teams that might be buyers and sellers, you look at the Buffalo Bills. Their record is 4-1 and one right now. Um, you couldn't ask for, you know, that much more as a Bills fan at this point. You know, they're right in the mix for the AFC East title. But when you have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in your division, you know, you, you should just worry about trying to, you know, make that, you know, get one of those wild card spots. Um, John Brown, Frank Gore, Cole Beasley, they've all done their jobs. You know, Josh Allen and Devin Singletary's done his numbers. But if they had another difference maker in the offense, I think, you know, you would really talk about the Buffalo Bills making some noise. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, they're four and two. All right. Um, they lost their last two games. You know, they looked unbeatable coming out the gate, but that was before, you know, Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Um, thanks to that offensive line, which isn't really, you know, optimum right now. The defense, we always knew that. We always knew that the Kansas City Chiefs defense was suspect, but, um, you know, they, they, they have, you know, injuries on the interior and they got struggles in the secondary. So I, I, I'm, I'm asking why did the Chiefs try to snatch up Jalen Ramsey, you know? Or the Chiefs could make a trade to get Janoris Jenkins from the Giants, you know? Um, but I think if they can get somebody that can help on the offensive line, because LaShawn McCoy looks like he, you know, if he had a, a, a decent offensive line, he could, you know, do some things, you know? Um, because now the pressure's about to be on now. You know, people aren't really talking about the Kansas City Chiefs as that team that's head and shoulders above everybody. You know, they're coming back to earth a little bit. All right? Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, they're three and three. You know, Deshaun Jackson, he has to stay healthy, you know, for them to, for them to do some positive things, man. Um, if he can't, then they need somebody else at, at wide receiver. Um, defensively, the secondary is garbage. You could, you know, nothing, nothing no, no disrespect to my man Wacko Bob, but you could put Wacko Bob out there at safety, and he could do some numbers with that Eagles secondary as garbage as it is. You know, and I'm on a, um, and I'm on a limp on top of that, all that too. I'm walking on a limp. And have yeah, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Go, <laughs> yeah, you, you can go out there and cover somebody, so it's, it's all good. 
Um, you know, the Eagles, they lost Malik Jackson for the season. And, you know, their injuries, you know, at cornerback, you know, are, 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 are um, a problem for their team. But they should be able to get it together. The New England Patriots, yes, the New England Patriots are on this list. They don't necessarily need to buy. Their record is 6-0. and But they're not the team that sits on their hands, you know. Um, even, you know, even though they have a good shot at home field advantage and, and that first round by in the playoffs, um, the kill Harry, you know, uh, coming back from injured reserve, that's their number one pick at wide receiver. Um, they might not need to overpay for a receiver, but you know, they like, you know, our crowded depth chart hasn't hurt them before. You know, if they can get Brady another outlet for the passing game, I think that would be one of their priorities. Um, the Seattle Seahawks five and one. You know, with the Niners leading the way in the NFC West, you know, that, that team is going to be, you know, eager. At least, you know, I will listen to offers, you know, if it means that they can protect, you know, get Russell Wilson some more protection, um, get him another downfield threat, or get some help for the secondary. All right? Um, they already gave up a lot for Jadamian Clowney, but they still got ammunition to, to do more. All right? So now we're going to get into the teams that are uh, potential sellers that might need to really do some things. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, they're two, three, and one. Um, they're, you know, barely below 500, and their record is worse than it looks because of their division that they're in. All right? Um, basically, Arizona is still a long shot to make any noise in the NFC West. You know, Cliff Kingsbury wants to build around Kyler Murray. And he could do that. And, and they have some names that, that could attract some, some, some interest from other teams. Patrick Peterson, Terrell Suggs. I'm quite sure they can get some decent, you know, be, some decent pieces that could help them now for those guys. Because Patrick Peterson is still a stud, allegedly. And, and, and allegedly, and I say that, and I underline that, allegedly. I never really saw what people see in Patrick Peterson. Because, you know, all the interceptions that he gets, he gets burnt the same amount of times. So I haven't really seen what, you know, what the deal is with Patrick Peterson. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, the poster child or poster children for underachieving in the NFL, the Atlanta Falcons. Ever since they was up 28-3 to in the Super Bowl, it's been all downhill for them. Period. I don't want to hear nothing about Matt Ryan. I'm tired of people trying to beat me in the head about Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan stinks. And you can throw all those numbers in the world at me. Jameis Winston puts up numbers. What the hell at me? The Falcons are just straight up bad. All right? Um, there's no good reason for them not to explore offers. You know what I mean? They got some free agents that are, that, that are about to, you know, hit the market. Um, Desmond Trufant, their cornerback, he has a healthy, he has a salary cap hit. And I think he would be a, 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 a piece that a lot of these teams that can use help in the defensive secondary might be able to, to snatch up Desmond Trufant. I mean, there's some names out there, and these teams need help. And the trade deadline is coming up. So, again, um, some of these, these high-priced, you know, big names might be on the move. Um, Cincinnati Bengals, they 0-6, you know. 
Um, the first name that pop out at you when you talk Cincinnati is AJ Green. Okay, they you know the Bengals say they won't trade AJ Green, but nah, reality might be smacking him in the face, man. You know, he's all but assuredly going to hit free agency after this season is over, and he's going to you know take up a, a big size, a big chunk of their cap to stay, you know to stay in Cincinnati. So I think that um. This team should be looking to collect cap space and draft capital, which is we can trade some of these big names for some draft choices for a major makeover. So, I mean, that, you know, that means giving up some of these household names like A.J. Green, Carlos Dunlap, Geno Atkins, you know, trade some of these guys and, and, and basically start from scratch. Start from scratch, man, while you can still get some, a couple of two or three more years out of Andy Dalton. If you're really serious about winning, um, the Denver Broncos—they're two and four. Okay, um, they're not really in all-out sell mode yet. You know what I mean? Um, if if um, they can, you know, win a game tomorrow night against the Kansas City Chiefs to kick off Week Seven, um, but as the deadline gets closer, it might be harder for you know Elway and those guys to justify passing up offers for decent veterans, Emmanuel Sanders. Derek Wolf, Chris Harris, who's another uh, secondary player in the secondary that, you know, teams that need players in the secondary, he could be somebody that, um, you know, they could look to, to try to deal before he becomes a free agent at the end of the season or the end of next season. Um, the New York Jets, their record is one and four, you know, um, Sam Darnold, he's back. Um, but I think that, you know, if you look at the AFC East standings, that's how you all you need to know. This is not their year. Next year won't be their year. Um, I think that Robbie Anderson, Leonard Williams, Trumaine Johnson, those guys could bring you some, 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 some picks back. So, you know, the trade deadline is going to be very interesting. Washington Redskins, they're at one and five. You know, Trent Williams has been trying to get out of there since last year. You know, now that Jay Gruden is gone, um, there's no hiding the fact that Washington is headed for another rebuild. And I, and, and I emphasize another. And, you know, if Trent Williams is still on the team, I mean, it's hard to see them moving him at the deadline. But, wow, yo, what, what are you doing? You cutting off your nose and spite your face? You just keeping him around for nothing? When you can get, you can get, a uh, 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 pretty decent sum for Trent Williams. You can get number one. You can get draft picks. You might be able to get somebody that can help you now. You know, um, Brandon Scherf, another offensive lineman. Those guys, you know, Josh Norman, I think he's another bum. Josh Norman is a bum. Just like Matt Ryan is a bum. Those guys have bloated contracts that could and should be moved at the right price. Yep, I said it. Could and should be moved. I never did like Josh Norman. He used to go back to Pamplona somewhere and jump over some more bulls. Because he, he does better jumping over bulls than he does, you know, defending receivers. Josh Norman is a bum. I remember a couple of years ago, he could only play one side of the field. What? What the hell does that mean? What the hell does that mean? You can only play one side of the field and you're a corner. You never heard Deion Sanders say he could he only play one side of the field. 
Charles Woodson never played one side of the field. Rod Woodson never played one side of the field. If you really want to, and if you want to go back, Lester Hayes never played one side of the field. Everson Walls never played one side of the field. So what is this dude talking about? You just garbage. That's all that is. You a bum. And, and again, at the end of the day, we we I'm not gonna sugarcoat nothing or or talk, you know. Uh, uh, sideways and have you guessing what I'm talking about? No, I name names. So it won't be no guessing, no estimation, none of that. Josh Norman is garbage. I don't like his game, period. And then he makes excuses for it. And then goes out there on a Monday night and get burnt. Yeah, he got an interception, but what did that do? You supposed to forget about all the times you get burnt now because you got one little interception? Knock it off, man. So those are the buyers and sellers as far as um, the NFL is concerned. Let me um, hook up my hockey people, man. I know I, I always take care of my hockey people, man. That's why that's they right. I'm back in time me. here, Mayor. Uh-oh. <laughs> just in time. <laughs> no, that was quick. That yeah, was I, quick. I told you I wouldn't be long. <laughs> right, I'll talk right, more about, right. I'll talk more about that. But you're getting into hockey. This is it, baby. Yeah, man. Um, my hockey people. Let me let me get my scores out for my hockey people, like I always do. End of the second period in Pittsburgh, Penguins lead the Avalanche two to one. End of the second period in Columbus, the Blue Jackets lead the Stars two to one. End of the second in Washington, the Caps lead the Maple Leafs four to two. Um, Nine thirty, they drop the puck in Edmonton. The Flyers are up there visiting the Oilers. Ten o'clock out in Anaheim, the Buffalo Sabers are out visiting the Ducks. And in San Jose, they are hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. That is a 10:30 dropping of the puck. Um, let's talk about it a little bit, man, because that's what we do. These other, these other, you know, podcasts and sports shows or whatever, they ignore hockey, but we we, we give it up over here. We talk about it over here because I like hockey. I think hockey is, is the All Star Game. The hockey is the best. The, the the NHL draft is the best. You know, and I'm a football and baseball basketball dude. But don't get it twisted. I like hockey. All right? So anyway, we're going to talk about, uh, we go 10 teams deep this week. We'll go 10 teams deep. All right? Um, number 10, Toronto Maple Leafs. They haven't beat a good team yet. Their record is 4-2, and two, even though they have yet to beat a good team. But I like them, though. I like them to do some things this season. Um, the Philadelphia Flyers. They got, you know, five out of six points to start the season. They look good. You know, they're getting great goaltending. Uh, they, they, they got that youngster there doing his thing. Um, they're strong on special teams. The Flyers, are, you know, got to watch out for them. They're going to do what they do. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning, shout out to Miss Cat, respect. But y'all lost to the Ottawa Senators, man. I don't think you heard me, Mike. <laughs> Tampa Bay Lightning lost to the Ottawa Senators. Now, this is the same team, Mike that won the President's Trophy last year, uh-huh. got swept in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> they got swept in the first round of the playoffs, but still, they considered, a lot of people consider them to be one of the best teams in hockey. I don't know. I can't call it. But we'll see, I, I guess, around you know, April or May. We'll see. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're going to have to wait and um, see about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yo, yo, Mike, man, they lost to the Senators. God. Lost we can go I can't there. believe we, they lost to the Senators. That's why I'm speechless. You, you, Wacko Bob, we go out there and beat the Senators. Come <laughs> on, man. Um, Edmonton, number seven, Edmonton. It took them six games for them to lose one. 
but they're still not a great team if Connor McDavid and Leon Dresianti is not in the ice. Okay. Um, shout out to my man James Neal. He already has more goals than he did with the Flames last year, so that says a lot. At least Edmonton's getting off to a good start. You know, they got one of the top stars in the league, Connor McDavid. So there's no excuses for them. And they're five and one right now. Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues. They gave up six goals to Montreal, and then they let a win slip away late against the Islanders. But you know what, Mike? At least they beat the Senators. Uh-huh. At least they beat. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Even the Seattle, even Seattle could beat the Senators, and they're not even a team yet. Yeah, they don't even have a team yet. <laughs> um, oh my! Number five, the Buffalo Sabers. They're uh, five zero and one tie, and they're looking real good to start the year. But that to me, I don't know, man. That might be fool's gold because if you remember, um, they had a hot start last year, and then the wheels fell off. So again, get me the get me the February and March, and we'll talk about what Buffalo is doing. Now here's my favorite team right here in the NHL right now, outside of the New York Rangers, the Vegas Golden Knights. Got to love them. To that's, the choir, yeah. man. That's my team. That's my that's my squad, man. I love them dudes, man. That's that's what it is. They made me look good a couple of years ago. They oh, made yeah. me look good their first year in the league. Um, they lost to Boston. Whatever. You know, and they lost to the Coyotes, all right? But Mark Stone is doing his numbers, and Mark Andre Fleury, to be 35 years old, is, is, it looks good. He looks good. So I like, the, I like the Golden Knights. I picked them to win the Stanley Cup. So that's, that's, that's just what that is right there. Thanks um, for telling three, me, Boston. Mayor, yeah. about, the, <laughs> about the Bruins beating the Knights because the Bruins is Abby's team, and I'm not going to hear the end of it. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I can. I can. I can make your day, Miss Abby. You know what I mean? Um, Boston Bruins. Yeah, just talk about them. That's a perfect segue right there. The Boston Bruins. Um, they finished their um, season opening road trip at three and one. They lost to a very good Colorado team, and then they added two more wins at home. Um, shout out to Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, David Pastrnak. They have 24 points through six games. So the Bruins are doing their numbers. So don't sleep on them, you know. Um, number two, Colorado Avalanche. They're the only undefeated team left in hockey. All right. And and I don't know what they got going on in Colorado, but they're coming out on the right side of all of the reviews, all the offside reviews. The Avalanche are winning them all. This team could be, un, you know, they could be unstoppable going back to the Patrick Waugh days and, 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 and all of that with the Colorado Avalanche, man. They're, they're undefeated 5-0, making it happen. Uh, but you know what they say about those teams that win a lot of games in the NHL, uh, Mike. You know what they say, man. That President's Trophy is a blessing and a curse, you know? It so, definitely again, is. It, it is. Yeah, it's definitely a blessing and a curse, man. Um, at number one, we got the Carolina Hurricanes. You know, Carolina, they, they finally lost the game. They lost to Columbus. Ugh. Eek. But um, their overall body of work is still real strong. You know what I mean? They're, they're real. So um, I think, you know, you need to get used to what Carolina does. I still think that um, that series that they had against Washington uh, last year was a, a portent of things to come for them. And um, that's basically what it is. So if you want to get at me, man, holler at me, man. I'm on Twitter at RMDeath. 
I am on Facebook, man. After further reviews, the name of the group on Facebook and all that good stuff. We live and direct right now, 954-246-0398. It's the Hump Day edition. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. I was going to do an hour, but I'm going to hang out a little bit, man. I got a few more minutes, man, to hang out. Um, let's get into some college football, man, real quick. Um, <sighs> people don't want to give Clemson their props because they had a close nail-biting game at North Carolina. I get it. I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. But what happens when you have a team like uh, maybe a Georgia that, that you know, lost? They just outright lost. So do we find a way? And, and that's SEC. So for all your SEC heads out there, and for, especially Georgia Bulldog fans, I guess now they were all running around with fake mustaches on, you know, because they were talking real greasy. They were talking really, really greasy. Now you don't see them no more because they lost to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, again, that that tells me that, you know, um, we're not done shaking up the rankings yet. I mean, Alabama is still there, you know. Um, the Ohio State's still there. But I don't really, you know, I'm not really a big believer yet, uh, uh, Mike, in LSU. I mean, Joe Barrow, Joe, Joe Barrow's doing his thing. The defense is playing up to par. And I'm not really a big believer in them yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Ohio State, they're doing their thing. You know, um, they don't have any hangover from not, you know, having Urban Meyer around. No hangover. Oklahoma, um, Jalen Hurts, he's going to have to, you know, really, really, you know, kind of step his thing up a little bit more. He's got to put the foot on the gas a little bit because Oklahoma's on the outside looking in. And I think they're going to stay on the outside looking in as long as their defense continues to give up 30-plus points a game, you know? And I think that has to, you know, they need a couple of blowouts. And I think that um, if they can, you know, you know, win by a nice little margin against West Virginia on Saturday, um, that could, you know, speak to that. Watch out for Wisconsin. They're still undefeated. They're 6-0. Penn State is 6-0. Um, they, you know, got past a little controversy about my man with the dreadlock, with the dreads and all of that, with the locks and the the um, the um, the Penn State booster wrote a letter and saying that he didn't like it. And the, the, the team came out with T-shirts that were unauthorized and James Franklin made him take them off. And there was a whole to-do up there at Penn State. But um, let's get past that, man. They're doing their thing. They got a big game coming up this weekend against Michigan. I um, Notre Dame, man. Um, you know, for what they for what they did not do against Georgia when they lost that game. I mean, you can forget about that. They played Georgia tough. You know what I mean? And I think that um, you know, all it takes for Notre Dame is to win a couple more games, and they can get back in the situation. If somebody happens to lose. Because, you know, college football, they, they, these guys cannibalize each other. Okay, so if you got three or four teams from the same conference in the top four or five, they're going to end up having to play each other. And both teams can't win. So all you got to do is handle your business and you can move up. Um, we're still looking at Florida, 6-1. and one. Um, Auburn, uh, Oregon, you know, uh, a team I think to watch out for. Um, right now, I think is, um, again, and I'm going to say this again, Oklahoma, because I like what Jalen Hurts is doing, man. I, I, I just think that the ultimate thing right now, and I might be putting the cart before the horse a little bit, 
<laughs> is Oklahoma and Alabama playing in a national championship. I don't know how that's going to happen right now, but that's what I want to see. I want to see Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagliavoa in the national championship. That would Ooh. be the story of all stories. That is intriguing. That's gonna. Yes. That would be an intriguing matchup. That would be. That I want. I want that to happen so bad. So I'm. I'm saying to myself, Mike. I'm like, wow. Okay, Alabama. We know is going to most likely stay number one, right? So I need. I need um, Oklahoma to move up to like number three, two or three, because yeah. two and two plays three in the semifinal. So. I need them to move up to either two or three. They're five right now. I need them to move up to two or three, beat whoever they're going to beat in the semifinal, and then play Alabama for the national championship. That would be the biggest story of the year. That would and be the – that would take – there Mike. would be people going boomer sooner right there. Yeah. Yo, I, yeah, that, that's just one game that I'm, I'm looking forward to, but I think that, you know, um, in, in these days and times, man, we put all our – our, our, our eggs in the basket, it doesn't pan out. So it is what it is. We could talk yeah. about it and, 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 and things of that nature. But I, I don't know, man. I would like to see that happen. That would be really, really... You know how you know how ESPN would milk that? You know oh what I mean? Gosh. They would, they would milk, milk it that. so much that... They would milk it so much that the cow would be losing weight, for crying out loud. That's Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. You know... But um, I think that's a great story, and I think that um, hopefully, man, it, 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 it comes to pass. Um, you know, I, I, SMU, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention SMU. They're in the top 20 for the first time in a long time, you know. And and I think that, um, you know, for, for what it's worth, the resurgence of SMU is needed. I remember when SMU had Eric Dickerson, Craig James, you know what I mean? The James Gang at S- down at SMU, and they was doing their numbers. And it's good to see them, you know, after the death penalty and all of that, they're coming back slowly but surely, so it can be done. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 man. Let's not forget I, I about like Jim that. Duggan, too, the uh, pro wrestler Hacksaw Jim Duggan yep. played at SMU. Shout out to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's right. Shout out to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. But yeah, man, that that that's what that's that's what that is, right? Quick, man. So uh-huh. that's our, our little college football report, man. Before we get ready to get up out of here, real quick, um, Mike, man, what do you want to talk about as far as that arena football, man? With that Washington thing, we were talking about the city of champions early. What did you want uh, to mention about that? I'm telling you, this is, here's the thing about this one, and I know you've you've heard of Ted Leonsis and what he's been able to do is he bought the Capitals and the Mystics, and then um, jumped into the arena football uh, situation with two teams, the Washington Valor and the Baltimore Brigade, who, by the way, uh, met in last year's Arena Bowl, and you already saw heard about okay. what happened there. And and you talk about mm-hmm. how Washington is becoming the city of champions. You've seen it with the Capitals, right. with Leonsis owning it. You saw it with the Washington mm-hmm. Valor uh, winning the Arena Bowl. And right. now, this year, you just saw it with the Washington Mystics winning the WNBA championships. And you know how much you and I are big fans of the WNBA, another league that doesn't get talked about. I mean, right. Elena Deladon, I hope I have that right. Deladon, yeah. Lena South, Elena Deladon. Oh, my gosh. She was incredible. MVP this year, wins a championship. Leonsis has his third championship in two years. And now you've got the Washington Nationals on the verge of uh, maybe winning a world championship. They are going to the World Series. So I'm, I'm seeing 
and especially when we're talking about being the city of champions, I think the one that is definitely the guy who the owner is that has led the charge has been Ted Leonsis. And I've said nothing but great things about him last year in a special I did. And this was, you know, even before the Valor won the uh, Rio Bowl championship and everything. It's true. And, and I, I think that you, you agree with me and there aren't going to be too many people that are going to get an argument out of me that Washington is starting to become a city of champions. DC I'm talking about. Definitely, 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 man. And, and again, you know, um, for all the for all the you know the the, the suffering and, and pain that they've been through, you know, um, again, you know, what goes around comes around, man. It eventually comes back around, man. I I, I remember when the um, the Washington Bullets they won title was I think they won in seventy nine. Uh-huh. No, it was seventy eight. They because they played Seattle back to back and back to back NBA finals. It was. Washington won the first one. Seattle came back and won seventy nine. Yep. I think that you know sometimes you know when you get a taste of that championship thing, man, you 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 don't want to let it go. But then you get so far, you know, you get down in the dumps. You be you know you're always you know got the number one pick in the draft, and you never make the playoffs. And people are making fun of you, and the arenas and the stadiums are empty. Nobody wants to come see you play. Um, it, it, it just feels good to see you know you bounce back. But what about the Washington Redskins? See, when you put the Redskins up there, that, that kind of throws the balance back off. You know, you know what I'm saying? Well, they and did I mean, win Super Bowls, but right now they, yeah, they look I mean, like garbage. I mean, but that was, that was when? That was, <laughs> how long ago was that? You know uh, that what I mean? was a long, long time ago. That was yeah, back. That Doug, was Williams, ago, Doug Williams won a Super Bowl. That was, back when, that was back when Mark and Mindy was still on. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not forget, Doug Williams won a Super Bowl with the Redskins, and that was the last time they ever made it. And that was like, oh, yeah, gosh. Yeah, what, what was that, 88? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, they, so, I mean, come on now. I, I mean, you take know. that back because they did win a Super Bowl with Mark Rippon as well, too, so. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, Bob. You're right, you're right. But, I mean, at the end of the day, look at that franchise now. And you think you know about I mean? it here, look too. Look at them now. That, and, and, yeah. and, 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 and to have a city of champions, I mean, the Washington Redskins are the team. You know, when you talk about Washington, D.C., yeah. you, talk, you don't talk about the Nationals. You don't talk about the Cats. You definitely don't talk about the Mystics. You talk about the Washington Redskins. So, and, and, and all these other teams, they're watching all the other teams around them win titles. And WNBA team got a title in Washington. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But you, but so, you also think about this yeah. here, Mayor. You also think about this. Back mm-hmm. the last time the Redskins won a championship, the Washington Nationals never even existed. They were still the Montreal right. Expos. There's still the Expos. No Washington Mystics, none of that. Right. That's right. That's right. Yep. Absolutely. And now here we Absolutely. are. The Nationals are in the World Series. Nationals, get ready. Yep, Nationals in the World Series. Talk with, let's talk real quick, man, um, about um, that that transition from the Montreal Expos to the Washington Nationals. You know, knowing that, you know, baseball was about, trying, you know, getting played out a little bit um, up in Canada. And I really don't understand that because the Blue Jays are still, you know, a, 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 a franchise is doing their numbers and they have a couple of world championships. So I think that, you know, um, I think baseball is still viable in Montreal. They talk about how the Tampa Bay Rays want to play half of their season uh, up in Montreal and the other half, you know, down in Tampa. So why can't they have a, a, a major league baseball franchise in Montreal? Why, why, why won't that work? 
think about this. I mean, they they are working so hard to try and get this, much like what they're doing up here in Portland, Oregon. They're doing the same exact thing mm-hmm. there. And when you talk to Fran Stutchberry, who's going to be joining our network here soon too, uh, he lives in North Carolina, and they're trying to get a ba- uh, major league baseball team in Raleigh. And then you got Nashville. I mean, you got everybody. You got all these cities that are trying to vie for a team. Montreal is on that list, and in my personal opinion. Personally, I would like to see Portland get it, and I think they are on the fast track of getting it, but I would much rather see Montreal get a team and have it be less exposed again. Right. Right. But right. when Ex- when they left the in 94, ah. you know how many people yeah. were heartbroken. Were heartbroken yeah. in that city. They just didn't have a, a, a proper owner that would save it. So when Major League Baseball mm-hmm. took it over, they couldn't do anything with it. And so they wound up giving it to a new owner in Washington, and I know that the Nationals mm-hmm. have changed in ownership uh, once since then. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm pretty sure that the historians that are Washington Nationals fans remember that they were the Montreal Expos, and they want to win this for the fans of Montreal. So I guarantee right. what they right. this right. could very That's well right. possibly bring back a franchise to Montreal. I would much rather see it there. I'd much rather see it in Portland to those two teams but you know the simple fact is when that transition happened i mean i couldn't tell you how many people were so heartbroken but here's the thing if you remember back mayor mm-hmm. if you remember back you didn't see any fans in montreal burn jerseys did you nope nope not one no nope. nope. people in montreal still love their Expos, they still love their mm-hmm. baseball, they don't act like all these little sissies that you see these days that burn jerseys because their team left town or they had a their favorite player left town right. to another team or something right. like that. Montreal, right. the fans there, even though probably maybe after winning Stanley Cups they get riotous, but the fact is Expos fans are Expos fans and they love their team. They lost their franchise, but they still love it and they are hopeful that they that Major League Baseball returns to Montreal. It could be in a few years. Keep your fingers crossed. But it could happen. And I think that the Nationals making it to the World Series could be partial vindication for that city. Right. I mean, look, that Expos team, man, my God. They they had, oh, my God. They had, like, shout out to Moise Ballou, uh, Marquise Grissom, Larry Walker, Randy Pedro Johnson. Martinez. Angel Martinez, like, whoa, Jeff Becerro, like, whoa, like, said John Wetland. Yeah, like, what the hell? They had a squad. Andres Galarraga? Yeah, Andre Galarraga, that's right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Darren Fletcher, Will Cordero, you know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. I, and, 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 I can and, pretty and, much and guarantee good. you, if that strike mm-hmm. did not happen in 94, the Expos would have gone all the way to win the World Series. Nah, nope, 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 nope. The Yankees would have beat them. Oh. They would have been the Yankees and the Expos in the World Series. <laughs> the Yankees would have beat them. That's right. Okay. I, 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 it would have been a great World Series. It would have been a great World Series, man. Shout out to the Montreal Expos. You know, um, rest in peace, Rusty Staub. You know, um, Felipe Alou. You know what I mean? Um, Whom I just saw. Guys, yeah, who Felipe Alou? I huh? just saw during Bruce Bochy's jersey retirement, or I mean, uh, his mm-hmm. uh, retirement ceremony in San Francisco, just like last week or so. Uh, right. Felipe Alou did wonders for that Montreal Expos organization. 
person once right when yeah, he was, man. He was mean, uh it was a chico california when the, uh, uh-huh. the chico outlaws were playing a team he was managing the japan samurai bears because mm-hmm. warren cromarty was popular in japan and he was oh, yeah, just yeah, as yeah. popular in montreal mm-hmm. yeah if man so it. yeah so again man i think that um you know the big o you know what i mean shout out to the big o you know what i mean and when they vladimir guerrero Yep. Come on now, you know. So when and, and when they bring, you know, they have. I think they have a couple of exhibition games, you know. There, you know, um, each season, and those games are packed. So that tells you everything you need to know right there. They they dying for baseball to come back to Montreal. Let me tell so, you this: Do you remember uh-huh. when the Blue Jays had a home game in Montreal? Vlad Guerrero Jr. cracked a home run. Did you see that place erupt? What do you think about Vlagarello Jr.? I think he's a real deal. He's a real deal for Toronto. I know they would much rather see it in Montreal, but I'll tell you when he when he cracked when he smacked that home run, that place went nuts, and especially all the Expos fans that took him back to the glory days of what mm-hmm. Expos baseball was all about. Even though the Blue Jays were the team that were playing there, and it it, right. it shows that Vlad Guerrero Jr. he is the real deal. I mean, he You're has there. the swag just like his father did. He he can put it together. Yeah. I saw, um, remember when he went, went to a Raptors playoff game, the crowd went crazy. So he's going to be, he's going to be the man up there. You know what I mean? Uh, so, I mean, playing with the, the, the young Vizio and the, 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 uh, what was, it's, it's another, it's another, it's a whole bunch of teams of, they got oh, their yeah. sons playing for, uh, Toronto Blue, Toronto Blue Jays, man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's, that's what that is. And even with the Montreal Expos, one more thing, man, they're, they're, um, their mascot. I remember this. He was the first mascot in, in Major League history to get thrown out of the game. Yeah, and, I saw that. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think there was playing uh, – I know Tommy Lasorda was managing. Um, this was 89. Yeah. Um, he was playing the Dodgers. And I think yep. he was doing something on top of the dugout or something. And Lasorda said something to the umpires, and, and they just threw him out the game. But they allowed him to come back, so he just had to stay away from the Dodgers dugout because Tommy Lasorda wasn't having that. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that game that game was twenty two innings. Yep. And here's the thing about it. It's on YouTube. I saw yeah. it. <laughs> the funniest thing yeah, I ever saw. A mascot get thrown winning. out. Yeah. I've seen right. public address announcers get thrown out, but a mascot? <laughs> Chubb. Chubb's his name. Yeah. And how no I know doubt. no doubt. He, he's working for the Montreal Canadiens now. Okay. Okay. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah, man. So um we're about to get out of here, man. I appreciate yeah. y'all hanging out with me, man. Mike, thank you for holding me down. Wacko Bob, you already know what it is. All right. Miss um, Abs, all right. Take care. Um, catch me, man. I'm on Twitter if we want to chop it up. 
um, at RM Death. Um, I got a new podcast um, called What's Left. I expect to have my man Mike Summers on there sometime in the near future. I expect to have Wacko Bobs on there sometime in the near future. Um, I'm writing. I got an article that just dropped on Validated Magazine dot online. Check that out. Um, I'm on scorecrow.com. Um, no knockoffs radio Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays from nine to eleven. And that's basically it, man. Holler at me. I'll holler back. You know what I mean? And um, I'll check y'all out next week. Big show next week, man. So we got to be on point. Game one of the World Series. Opening night of the NBA season. All right. Look out for my NBA preview. It should be dropping on Friday. All right. I might do the East Conference on Friday and the West on Saturday. Depends on how I feel. The season starts on Tuesday night. New York Knicks all day. All right. Um. And we're going to get out of here, man. I hope y'all do what y'all do, man. Stay dry, stay safe, stay cool, and stay connected. All right? This is the mayor, left-handed. I'm out. I'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Bob. We'll talk. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are going to try to move your feet. You see, I am Wonder Mike, and I like to say hello. To the black, to the white, the red, and the brown, the purple, and yellow. First, I gotta bang, bang, the boogie to the boogie, say up, jump, the boogie to the bang, bang, boogie, let's rock, you don't stop, rock the rhythm that'll make your body rock. Well, so far you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along, and next on the mic is my man Hank, come on, Hank, sing that song. Check it out, I'm the C-A-S-N, the O-V-A, and the rest is F-L-Y, you see I go by the code of the doctor of the mix, these reasons I'll tell you why. Than a sucker could ever spend, but I wouldn't give a sucker or a punk from the rock and not a dime till I made it again. Everybody go, oh, hell, more, hell, what you gonna do today? Cause I'm gonna get a fly girl, gonna get some spring and drive off in a death OJ. Everybody go, oh, hell, more, hell, holiday in. See, if your girl starts acting up, then you take a friend. I'm not the G, I'm a mellow, it's on you, so what you gonna do? Well, it's on. And no, and no, and no, and no, the beat don't stop until the breaker don't. I said a M A S, a T E R, a G with a double E. I said I go by the unforgettable name of the man they call a Master G. Well, my name is known all over the world by all the foxy ladies and the pretty girls. I'm going down in history as the baddest rapper that ever could be. Now I'm feeling the highs and you're feeling the lows. The beat starts kicking into your toes. You start popping your fingers and stomping your feet and moving your body while you're sitting and you're sitting there. They start doing the freak. I said, bam. A writer out of your seat. Then you throw your hands high in the air. You rock it to the rim, shake your dairy air. You rock it to the beat without a care. Go to the show, I shot MCs for the affair. Now I'm not as tall as the rest of the gang, but I rap to the beat just the same. I got a little face and a pair of rhyme eyes. All I'm here to do, ladies, is hypnotize. I sing it on and on and on and on and on. The beat don't stop until the break of dawn. I sing it on and on and on and on and on. Like a hot, but the pop, the pop, the pop, give it, give it, pop, the pop, pop, you don't dare stop. Come on.
my life, yo. Give me what you got. I guess by now you can take a hunch and find that I am the baby of the bunch, but that's okay. I still keep in stride, cause all I'm here to do is just a wiggle your behind. Sing it on and, and on and on and on. The beat don't stop until the break of dawn. Sing it on and, and on and on and on and on. Rock, rock, yo. Give it on the floor. I'm gonna freak your head. I'm gonna freak your day. I'm gonna move you out of this atmosphere. Cause I'm one of a kind and I'll shock your mind. I put the jig, 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 I said a one, two, three, four, come on, girls, I get on the floor, I come alive, yo, give me what you got, cause I'm guaranteed to make you rock. I said one, two, three, four, tell me one, to my, what are you waiting for? To the hip, hop, the hip, to the hip, the hip, hip, the hop, you don't stop, rock it to the bang, bang, the boogie, say up, jump the boogie, to the rhythm of the boogie to beat. Well, skiddle be bop, we rock, scooby-doo, well, guess what, America, we love you, well, cause you're rock in a roll with us so much so, you can rock to your hundred and one years old. I don't mean to brag, I don't mean to boast, but we're like hot butter on a breakfast toast. Rock it out, a baby bubba, baby bubba to the boogie to bang bang, the boogie to the beat, beat is so unique. Come on, everybody and dance to the beat. Ever went over a friend's house to eat and the food just ain't no good? I mean, the macaroni soggy, the peas almost, stand the chicken tastes like wood. So you try to play it off like you think you can by saying that you're full. And then your friend says, Mama, he just being polite. He ain't finished her honor, that's full. So your heart starts pumping and you think of a lie and you say that you already ate. And your friend says, Man, there's plenty of food, so you pile some more on your plate. But while the sticky food's steaming, your mind starts to dream of the moment it's time to leave. And then you look at your plate and your chicken's still rotting into something that looks like cheese. Say, that's it, I got to leave this place, I don't care what these people think. I'm just sitting here making myself nauseous with this ugly food that stinks. So you bust out the door while it's still closed, still sick from the food you ate. And then you run to the store for quick relief from a bottle of K.O. Pectate. And then you call your friend two weeks later to see how he has been. And he says, I understand about the food, babe, but we're still friends. 